I Love the View, the Hillary Clinton special. Mr. Reagan. This is kind of a funny episode of The View because they've got Hillary Clinton on and then Peter Ducey asked Corinne Jean-Pierre about denying the results of the 2016 election. And so the ladies debate this at the top of the show. But it's funny because the OG election denier is Hillary Clinton. She manufactured an entire hoax in order to convince America that Trump stole the 2016 election. Honestly, that woman should be in prison. But first, let's see what the ladies have to say about Corinne Jean-Pierre at the top of the show. In one moment, first I have to tell you something. All right, so I want to take a second to ask you to consider subscribing to the Epoch Times. Now, as a political analyst, I use many sources for my reports, and I have to say, Epoch Times has always been one of my go-to sources for reliable news and analysis. I've been subscribed to the Epoch Times for ages, and I am thrilled that they're sponsoring my channel this month because I really do love their reporting. The Epoch Times brings you breaking U.S. and world news on all your devices and original Epoch TV programs like Crossroads, The Larry Elder Show, Facts Matter, American American thought leaders, and award-winning documentaries. So why do I trust the Epoch Times? The Epoch Times reports important news stories that other media outlets just ignore. They focus on clear, fact-based journalism without spin or hidden agendas, and they just report the facts, and they respect their readers. They trust their readers. That's you to draw your own conclusions. Imagine that. Now, Epoch Times is a very anti-communist company, and in 2019, the communist Chinese government burned down their printing presses and assaulted their journalists in Hong Kong in order to suppress their speech. And they've also been heavily criticized by the left-wing media here in America. And when an organization is heavily criticized by the left-wing media, you know they must be good. But the Epoch Times has survived all of this, and they continue to dedicate themselves to reporting the truth unfiltered and unbiased. Give them a try. It's super cheap with the special offer that I've got from my viewers. One dollar for two months. <laughs> I mean, one dollar for two months. Come on. So go to epochtim.es slash Reagan and subscribe today. It's E-P-O-C-H-T-I-M dot E-S slash Reagan and subscribe today. The link is in the description below. When you hear about a stolen election claim, you may figure that it's coming from you know who. But the current White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was just asked about past tweets where she used the same terms. Take a look. If we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen. What about the 2016 election? You tweeted... In 2016, oh, I knew Trump this was coming. stole an election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why was so it? So let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been I have ridiculous? been well. You're asking me you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was. I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021, when we saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility in, at that time. And it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked. 
that day. So yes, when you have MAGA Republicans, a extreme part of Republicans who for, who just deny or do not want to really say what exactly happened on that day or say it was a protest when it clearly was not a peaceful protest, that's not what we saw on that day. Yes, the president's going to call that out. That's what we're talking about today and that's what the president's going to focus on. All right, we're going to have to move. We're going to have to move. I'm going to And before we get into the lady's response to this, let me just say that this was a brilliant question by Peter Ducey. And I only wish that he'd pushed back harder on this. I mean, what a disingenuous bitch. She says that this is a ridiculous comparison. And the reason she says it's a ridiculous comparison is because, well, she had good reason to scream election fraud. Her reasons were totally legitimate. Donald Trump's claims are not. Basically, when I do it, it's okay. That was her response. What a bitch. And then she says, and you know what? There was an insurrection. And people died. You know, I really wish that Peter Ducey would push back on that more. Like, maybe ask, who was charged with insurrection? Ask her how the administration can justify using that term when no one has been charged with that crime or anything like that crime. Ask her how they can justify claiming that Trump incited anyone to insurrection when no one has been charged with it and they have... Zero evidence that Trump intended to incite anyone to violence in any way whatsoever. This is an incredibly irresponsible, misleading, and slanderous claim from the Biden administration with zero facts or evidence to back it up. But Ducey never says such a thing. Anyway, I do want to say well done, Peter Ducey, for finding these tweets and bringing this up in the press conference. Her answer of, well, it's okay when I do it, was hilariously infantile and clearly shows that if the left did not have double standards, they would have no standards at all. Let's also remember that she was part of MoveOn.org. She was not an elected official. That's right. She was well, she was doing her part as an American citizen saying how she felt about an election. Everybody talks about everybody has the right freedom of speech. So that's the difference. This is actually hilarious because Whoopi Goldberg is actually defending MAGA Republicans here. She doesn't realize it, of course, because she's a moron, but that's exactly what she's doing. This, of course, is not the position of the Biden administration. The administration's position is that if you deny election results, then it is a threat to our democracy. They did not distinguish between elected officials and the general public. Joe Biden characterized anyone who questions the validity of an election as a threat to the foundations of our republic. That is the precise language that he used. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. And anyway, what does it matter if it's an elected official or an American voter who expresses a concern about the validity of an election. Elected officials are still American citizens. They're still capable of perception and rational thought. And if Whoopi Goldberg thinks that it's okay for Karine Jean-Pierre to claim election fraud when she's working for MoveOn.org, is it then okay for conservative citizens like myself, MAGA Republicans, as Biden calls us, is it okay for us to question election integrity? Because Biden certainly does not think so. Of course, it's Whoopi Goldberg, so the cogent argument 
is not one of her strengths. When Trump became president, I think people were so very shocked. The assumption was, at least mine, I'll speak for myself, that Russia must have been involved. I remember calling him an illegitimate president, and that was wrong. I should not Why? have said that, because he was not a, an illegitimate but president. But that was how you felt. You had every well, right and to that say is how it. Now, this actually seems kind of good. Like, wow, Sonny actually recognizes that she was wrong. But... Here's why she's willing to admit that she was wrong, because she now wants to judge somebody else for what she did in the past. She wants to judge people for claiming that an election is fraudulent. And since she no longer has a reason to take that position because Trump is now out of office, she can now safely reverse her position in order to condemn somebody else. I mean, it's certainly better than Karine Jean-Pierre's response. It's okay when I do it, but it's still self-serving. But you know what? It, it certainly is a much more sophisticated way of criticizing conservatives. Well, I mean, I was wrong when I did it, and now you're wrong here when you do it. In fact, this is actually what Karine Jean-Pierre should have said in response to Peter Ducey's question. But let's be honest, there really was no reason to question the validity of Trump's victory in 2016, and I give Sonny Hostin credit for honestly admitting that the reason why she jumped to that conclusion, the conclusion that there was some cheating going on, was that she was just so surprised that Trump beat Hillary that she thought, well, he must have cheated. And I'm sure that this is why just about everyone thought Trump cheated, at least among regular Democrat voters. Democrat politicians like Hillary, well, they knew that he had legitimately won, and they just wanted to manufacture a phony story about Russian collusion. But for the regular voter, I do think that this was very typical. They believed all of the Russian collusion nonsense because they just couldn't believe that Trump won legitimately. So although I do think that she is finally admitting this for self-serving reasons so that she can justify her criticism of conservatives and hide behind the pretense of rationality and self-awareness, I do think that she deserves some credit for being one of the very few leftists who will finally admit that she was wrong about Russian collusion. There was good reason to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election, and here's why. The 2020 bipartisan report from the Senate Intelligence Committee, the committee found that the Russian government engaged in an aggressive, multifaceted effort to influence or attempt to influence the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Okay, but so you were wrong. But the campaign well, okay. did not coordinate with the Russians. Joy Behar is a clown. How is it that she's still on this show? She's still insisting that Trump colluded with the Russian government. And she thinks that, well, if we don't have evidence of it after millions of dollars of taxpayer money was spent investigating it, well, that's not proof that it didn't happen. An absence of evidence is not evidence of Trump's innocence. He did collude with the Russians. We just haven't been able to prove it yet. <sighs> Give me a break. Here's the funny thing about this. Millions of dollars to investigate Trump. His innocence is proven without a shadow of a doubt. On the other hand, zero time or taxpayer money has been spent on investigating the 2020 election. And in fact, a lot of time and effort seems to have gone into suppressing investigations into any kind of 2020 election fraud. And we're not even allowed to suggest that maybe something untoward happened in the 2020 election here on YouTube. If I say anything about the 2020 election that the YouTube overlords don't like, well, they will delete this video and they will suspend my account. And yet, Joy Behar is still going on with this idea that anybody who questions the 2020 election is a terrorist and anybody who questions the 2016 election is totally justified. What an absolute clown. I can only assume that ABC keeps her on the view because she is such an idiot that she constantly ends up on shows like mine being ridiculed, which in turn reminds people that the view exists 
And as they say, all publicity is good publicity. Look, I think it's incredibly important. Right now, trust in our election processes is at a record low. Trust in the democratic process that keeps this country together for 200 years is at an all-time low. I think it is important that, you know, very prominent Democrats did say in 2016, Nancy Pelosi called Donald Trump an illegitimate illegitimate president. Now, that is a far cry from what Donald Trump did, which was refuse to leave office, storm the Capitol, incite a mob. I am not equating that. What the hell is she talking about? Refuse to leave office? Storm the Capitol? I mean, we've all heard the other lie, inciting a mob. We've heard that. But I've never heard anybody claim that Trump stormed the Capitol himself. I mean, I assume that she misspoke there, but that is a hell of a mistake. She is accusing Trump of storming the Capitol. I mean, could you imagine Trump personally taking an American flag you know, pushing past the Capitol Police and storming the Capitol. I don't know why. That's just funny to me. But okay, let's just assume she misspoke. She also said that he refused to leave office. That was not a mistake. She seems to actually believe that. What world is she living in where Trump refused to leave office? I remember a bunch of nutcases on CNN and MSNBC were speculating that Trump would refuse to leave office if he lost in the 2020 election. But after the 2020 election, even though Trump stated that he believed that the vote count was fraudulent, he still left the White House. This woman is presenting this as fact to millions of people watching The View. And yes, between two and three million people watch The View every day, if you can believe that. So this woman is presenting this as fact to millions of people. So this is worse than irresponsible. I mean, leftists are constantly screaming about conservatives spreading misinformation how dangerous that is but this is ridiculous these aren't even things that are claimed by hosts on msnbc or cnn this woman is completely out there in la la land and i guarantee there will never be any pushback there will never be an apology there will never be a correction from the hosts or from the producers of that show or by abc they will just let it slide that somebody said donald trump personally stormed the capitol and then refused to leave office who is this bitch anyway Okay, I've just looked her up. So apparently she actually worked in the Trump administration, but she's obviously some kind of never-Trumper rhino. It's funny that The View will hire conservative women, but only if they hate Trump. I mean, if she really thinks that Trump refused to leave office, she needs her head examined. She's as bad as Behar. Now, later in the episode, she actually talks about how her best friend is a Democrat and they share the same values. But like day to day, my best friend's a Democrat and we can talk about politics. We don't avoid it because we share kind of the same values and that should be normal. Yeah, I don't think that this chick is conservative at all. I think she pretends to be a conservative for her career, but clearly she's been brainwashed by leftist propaganda. But it ended up being good for her because now she's landed a job as the fake Republican on The View. I think it's always okay to question an election, and it's okay to challenge an election. But eventually, you get results from those investigations, the system flexing and working, and then you accept those. We had that with Al Gore in Mm -hmm. 2000, Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton in 2016. The the very different thing is it has now been 673 days since the election that is still being denied by the former president. And that's the problem. problem. It's funny that she says eventually you get results from the investigations, but... There was no investigation into fraud in the 2020 election. I think William Barr came out and said that there was no voter fraud without actually looking into it. And there have, in fact, been several investigations that actually did show 
that there was a significant amount of voter fraud, obviously this chick has not watched 2,000 Mules. Please welcome back former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and author and activist Chelsea Clinton. Author and activist, what do you call the spoiled child from a rich family that has accomplished nothing in her life? Before we get to the hot topics and everything else, I want to talk about your series, Gutsy. Yes. Inquiring minds want to know, what is the most gutsy thing you've done recently, both of you? I have to say, <laughs> doing that series and getting way outside my comfort zone. Oh. And yeah. I did everything from <coughs> try to learn to tango, which, believe me, is not easy, to making Bill, acorn soup. What's the gutsiest thing you've ever done? Well, I learned to tango and I made acorn soup. She made acorn soup. Making acorn soup. Hashtag living my best life. <laughs> wow. What an adrenaline junkie. Well, also, I feel like, though, she's, she's leaving out that she didn't participate in every activity. So when we went well, to see our amazing women at the FDNY, our amazing women firefighters, and they asked us both if we wanted to try on gear, my mom was like, my daughter would love to. Wait, wait, wait. She made a show called Gutsy and then refused to try on fireman's gear. I mean, I would imagine that had I made a show like this, I would have been required to actually run through the fireman training course or something like that. Heck, I, I would have wanted to run through the fireman's training course. I mean, I imagine it would be extremely difficult, but that's how you make good TV. She made a show called Gutsy, and she wouldn't even try on the clothes. I mean, I'm sorry, I know she's old, but what a pussy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what? Um, so the FBI seized <laughs> more than 11,000 documents from Mar-a-Lago. Mm, 325 of the documents were marked classified. What was your hot take when you heard about this? Uh, look, <laughs> I mean... Okay, now, my speculation on this is that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was always a plot to try to disqualify Trump from being president via an obscure statute that states that if anybody takes documents from a government facility, that they are disqualified from ever being president or holding any public office. Now, I've explained this in a few of my videos, but basically, I think that a team of Democrat con artists went through and listed all the crimes that would disqualify Trump from being president, and then they went about trying to frame him for those crimes. First, there was treason with the Russian collusion allegations, then there was incitement of insurrection, and now it's taking documents. Now, the taking of documents statute doesn't actually apply to the president, but I don't think that these Democrat operatives actually knew that at the time they devised this plot. And so it just seems strange to me that everything that Democrats accuse Trump of is something that would disqualify him from being president. It just seems like a strange coincidence. And I am 100% convinced that whoever it was that drew up this list of crimes to frame Trump for, they were working for or with Hillary Clinton. And so for the ladies of The View to ask Hillary Clinton about this is pretty funny. And honestly, I'm fascinated to hear what she has to say because I genuinely believe that she was the one that instigated the raid. And keep in mind, she's not going into this question blind. She knew she was going to be asked this. In fact, you can bet money that she told them to ask her about this. This is not an answer to a question. This is Hillary Clinton's statement 
on the matter. I, I think this should be taken really seriously. Those documents and the empty folders, as uh -huh. they were marked, suggest <laughs> that there was really important secret information that is essential to our country's defense and security. The documents also included information about an ally or an adversary's mm -hmm. nuclear program. I cannot tell you how terrifying that is. There were times when I was Secretary of State that literally a military courier would come into my office. He would have like a briefcase locked to his wrist. He would unlock the briefcase. He would give me this document that had really delicate secret information. I would read it, then I would sign that I had read it. And then she would scan the document. She would send it to Huma Abedin via an unsecured email address on her private server. And then when she was required to let the FBI see what documents she'd sent on her unsecured private server, she just deleted them all. Whoops, I scrubbed my computer, like with a cloth. Did you wipe the server? What, like with a cloth or something? I don't sorry, sorry, I will let her finish. It would go back into the locked box, attached to his wrist, and off he would go. I mean, people literally die to get our government information. Uh -huh. They go to prison. Yeah. They get exiled. It's dangerous oftentimes. And the idea that this would have been done, I hope everybody takes really seriously. It is not some casual... Not like an overdue library book. No, not like an overdue library <laughs> you know, So she's obviously trying to carry characterize this as if it was a really terrible thing that Trump did. He somehow got a hold of all the super sensitive stuff about foreign nuclear weapons and you know that's really serious and dangerous. So what Hillary is doing is she's painting this picture of this super secure government process like in a movie. The truth is she's probably in some danger of going to prison for the whole Russian dossier hoax. And so I imagine she really wants to get Trump in trouble in some way or another. If for no other reason than to stay out of prison herself. And some of the documents that Trump took to Mar-a-Lago are undoubtedly related to Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which are the documents that Trump would likely use in order to send Hillary Clinton to prison. And so she is really trying to sell the idea that Trump is the bad guy here. This is super serious, guys. This is like really dangerous, like really. <laughs> but the truth is she doesn't actually know what documents Trump had at Mar-a-Lago. So her response here is really just political theater. I was at the dinner party the other night with lawyers and people who are connected to government, everything else. And I took a poll and I said, how many people think that Trump is going to be indicted? And half of them thought he would not. They felt that he would get away with it just like he always does. What is your feeling about that? You know, I don't know, Joy. I've been prejudged wrongly enough. I'm not going to prejudge somebody okay. else. I think the key is what the facts and the evidence are, what the FBI and the intelligence community mm -hmm. learn about these documents, how they ended up there, who else saw them. Mm -hmm. The fact that Hillary is actually entertaining the idea that Trump could be indicted at all for taking documents back to Mar-a-Lago, well, that tells you everything you need to know about what Hillary Clinton is doing here. There is no legal way for Trump to be indicted for this. I've watched too many legal scholars to be ignorant of the rules around the access that presidents have to classified documents. Presidents have full access to these documents. They can declassify them. And some people think that even just by taking them home with them, that that act alone declassifies these documents. And yeah, there's some debate about all of these things, but nobody seriously thinks that a president can be indicted for taking documents out of the White House. I mean, that is crazy. And yet Hillary is pretending that this is a legally viable consequence. No one is above the law. Yeah, and right. the rule of law in a democracy... 
Uh, you know, has to be our standard, but we should not rush to judgment. Right. We should take it seriously. We should be concerned about it, and we should follow the facts and the evidence. Right. Yeah. She says we should follow the facts, follow the evidence. <laughs> this is hilarious because her team basically invented the Russian collusion hoax, and she's still perpetuating the lie that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 election. So obviously, she cares nothing about following facts or evidence. But she's trying to make herself sound like a sober and reasonable person, like she's got all this integrity. I can imagine that this is what it would have been like to see Lance Armstrong get asked about his primary competition back when he was winning the Tour de France year after year. What do you think, Lance? Is your opponent using steroids? Well, you know, I've been falsely accused of that stuff myself, and so I don't want to pass judgment here, but, you know, nobody's above the law, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a really dignified guy, and uh, I got loads of integrity, you know, so uh, it's important that uh, we follow the facts, we follow the evidence, and we just, you know, we wait and see because, you know, we got to be dignified here and level-headed and uh, rational and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a cheater. I didn't do steroids or anything, honest. <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham said that if the former president were indicted, that there would be violence in the streets. Yeah, because obviously if they indict Trump, they are literally removing the democratic process out of the American system of government. And therefore, many Americans are going to believe that a revolution is the only option. How worried are you about our country? And do you think the senator incited violence with those remarks? Mm. It's funny that she ends this with, do you think the senator incited violence with those remarks? Like, nobody's allowed to speculate about anything because it might make that thing happen? So, like, when the FBI says you can't criticize the FBI because then somebody might attack the FBI, well, then, is then the FBI inciting those attacks? I mean, what a dumb thing to say. After the white nationalist insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th, we know that there are people who believe that violence is a acceptable tool in the United States of America. So I'm very concerned and I'm very disappointed in the senator and I hope that others do not follow his lead. After the white nationalist insurrection? <laughs> After the white nationalist insurrection. I mean, I'm aware that they're pushing this lie about the January 6th protest being an insurrection. I'm aware of that. It's dumb. It's absurd, but okay, I'm used to hearing it. I have not heard anyone call it straight up a white nationalist insurrection. I've heard this implied. I've heard people try to argue that the protest was motivated by white supremacy and all this kind of stuff. But she's calling it a white nationalist insurrection as if this is a known thing. You know, it just amazes me how leftists can propose a completely bizarre theory with no evidence. And then in no time at all, they're referencing that same bizarre theory as fact. It's such a deceptive practice, and yet you get this crap all the time with the left. It's common. But this is nuts. I guess she thinks she can say insane things like this and get away with it because she's not in politics. She's just the daughter of people who are in politics. And fair enough, she can say whatever she wants, but maybe let's not go to Hillary's crazy daughter for any kind of insightful analysis anymore. This past week, President Biden gave a speech on democracy and the threats to it. I did worry that by using the language saying many who support the former president are semi-fascist was divisive. Do you think the president met the right tone or do you think that this was divisive and could have been framed better? I think he did a very important service to the country. Too many people are not yet aware of how fragile our democracy is. And I'm not going to second guess the language he used. There has been so much that has gone beyond anything I ever would have dreamed of, um, starting with January 6th. So many threats of violence and, and concerns that people are expressing about the country coming apart and all of that. So I think he did a real service, and I personally thought it was a strong and necessary speech. This is not surprising. Hillary thinks everything that Biden said in his weird devil speech 
was perfectly fine. You know, this actually really annoys me, and I know I shouldn't let it get to me, but it really does bother me. It annoys me that she keeps pretending that conservatives are violent. This has been a bullshit claim on the left for a long time now. They pretend that we're white supremacists, like Chelsea just said. They pretend that we're violent, like Hillary just said. They know these things aren't true, but they keep saying them because their policies are so bad for the country that they can't really have an honest debate using those points. So they instead have to smear us. There's a great video made by J.P. Sears about how to be a beta male in the gym. Here's how to be a beta male in the gym. Tell yourself a story. They're just compensating for their insecurities on the inside. This will help you feel more justified about your insecurities that are on the inside and on the outside. I wonder what they're compensating for. They're probably on steroids. They're probably Russian, too. So this guy is consoling himself by saying, well, the only reason that these guys are better than me is because they're insecure. (laughs) And I feel like that's exactly what Hillary is doing here. She's saying, well, yeah, maybe Trump is a better president than I ever would have been. Maybe Republicans have better policies than we Democrats have. But you know what? They're violent racists. So you should vote for incompetent Democrats like me anyway. Don't compare our policies. Compare our morals. Republicans are violent racists. Democrats are not violent racists. That's all you need to think about. Look, fascism is a very big word, but so is socialism, and the Republicans call every Democrat who wants people to have health care a socialist. Okay, here's the difference between calling Republicans fascists and calling leftists socialists. Leftists don't utterly reject the term socialists. Okay, yes, some Democrats are not 100% pro-socialist, and so suggesting that all Democrats want to move the country toward becoming a 100% socialist regime is not accurate. However, some Democrats do want that. And furthermore, zero Democrats actually condemn socialism in any way whatsoever. On the other hand, Zero Republicans want America to become fascist. In fact, zero Republicans embrace any part of fascism. If any conservative is asked, are you a fascist? They will say absolutely not. If any conservative is asked, do you think any other conservatives are fascists? They will say absolutely not. We reject fascism. That's the difference. And so while calling all Democrats socialist may be a bit of an exaggeration, calling Republicans fascists is just an outright lie. It's just slanderous. And the problem is that it's not like saying all Republicans are dicks. If you'd say that, then it would be clear. Okay, you're just saying that because you don't like Republicans. But by calling Republicans fascists, you're applying a whole host of beliefs onto Republicans that Republicans don't hold. A lot of the people watching this show, a lot of the people who hear you say that, are going to then believe that Republicans actually do hold those beliefs. I don't believe in the tenets of fascism, and neither does any other Republican. In fact... The authoritarian policies of Democrats, including Joe Biden, are far more in line with fascism than anything Republicans have ever promoted. The problem is if you go through the hallmarks of authoritarian regimes, you see too many characteristics on our Republican side. Okay, so Hillary Clinton believes that you see too many hallmarks of authoritarian regimes on the Republican side. Really? Really? You mean like shutting down businesses and censoring political speech and raiding the homes of political opponents and imprisoning political critics and impeaching a president that you don't like purely for political reasons? 
You mean stuff like that? Is that what you mean, Hillary? Because none of those things have been done by Republicans, but they've all been done by Democrats. Of course, what she means is that Trump incited an insurrection and all those middle-aged suburban dads who casually walked through the Capitol taking selfies were really dangerous and nearly took over the government. I mean, they made Adam Kinzinger cry. Yeah, you know what? Democrats always accuse others of what they do themselves. She's the authoritarian. She is the fascist. We are less than 65 days away from the midterm elections. Right. You know, we keep hearing about this red wave, this red wave, but things are turning around lately. Biden uh, has been very successful on health care, mm-hmm. on climate, on the gas prices went mm-hmm. down uh, mm-hmm. almost overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Biden has been very successful. Everybody thinks that Biden is awesome in America today, Joy. You, you just keep telling yourself that. What a clown. I also think it's an important conversation for us to be having because of how much our former president really not only mainstream but mainline hate in our country. Yes. And I think we all have to be standing up against hate, against women, against people of color, against people with disabilities, against trans Americans, against everyone who is under so much more kind of the whisper of violence, the threat of violence than they were even a few years ago. And so it was really important to us to include gutsy women standing up to hate, standing up to white supremacy, standing up to bigotry because I think we all need to be doing that right now. Honestly, I don't know if Chelsea Clinton really believes what she's saying here. Trump mainlined hate in America? (laughs) What is she talking about? You know what? She does seem gullible enough to actually believe this, but, you know, she's also a Clinton, so my first assumption is that she's just kind of fear-mongering and this is demagogy. It's pretty astonishing, though, how casually she presents this lie as if it's common knowledge. My guess is that she watches a lot of MSNBC because the presenters on MSNBC, they they all talk like this. And so, I don't know, maybe she really thinks this, this stuff. You would think that you would want an accurate perspective so that you're in a better position to speak intelligently about your political opponents. But the fear mongering does seem to work for them. So I guess they're just going to keep doing what works. I mean, it's pure evil, but if you are that desperate for power, I guess you'll do anything. who were made more vulnerable through the policies and the rhetoric of the prior administration and who we are seeing still be made vulnerable in states like Texas and Florida. And I think we have to continue to call that out and help protect people wherever we can. And I love that. Yeah, you know what? She really believes this. (laughs) Wow. She is a total clown. It's frustrating to me that Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton are public figures at all. I think that we often forget that these women have not actually accomplished anything in their lives. Hillary Clinton is the wife of a president. And as much as I might despise Bill Clinton, he did win two presidential elections. You know, I have no idea if they were legitimate anymore. I no longer have much faith in the system. But perhaps back then it was more legitimate. I don't know. In any case, he became president and she was his wife. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there like to say that behind every great man there's a great woman but I think that 99% of the time that's a way to placate women who are frustrated that men tend to accomplish a lot more than women do. I cannot tell you how many ex-girlfriends I have that try to take credit for stuff that I have accomplished in my life. It is baffling. One of my exes once claimed credit for a story I wrote and when I asked her why she said well I was with you when you wrote it. Apparently that's all it takes to claim credit for somebody else's work. You just have to be in the room. 
Anyway, Hillary did become a senator, but she was essentially given that Senate seat. And then she was given the position of Secretary of State by Obama. And then she was given the Democrat nomination for president in the 2016 election, which she managed to blunder and lose. And then, of course, Chelsea hasn't done anything at all. But basically, both of these women have been riding the coattails of Bill Clinton their entire lives. Real gutsy. All right, well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that all liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much. That is not so. Good night. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. <laughs>